Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast and show. I am your host, Andre J. Benjamin, and I am delighted and excited to have our special guests for the day. We call them alumni once they finish because they really make an impact and it is an educational experience. So I'm delighted to have Simba with us today. I'm gonna read a little bit about Simba's story and why he's here today because I really believe he embodies the CEO of Destiny mindset, that he has a developer's mindset, a founder's mindset, a steward's mindset. He understands what it takes to go from point A to execution. And this this is something that many people are missing because a lot of people are theoretical or they get caught up in a lot of things, but they don't actually produce. So I love him because he's a producer and we'll get more of his story in a second, but I want to give a little bit of your background. So uh, Simba was born in Zimbabwe and was privileged to come to the United States for college 22 years ago. He studied accounting finance at Seattle University. He's married to the bride of his youth <laughs> for uh and they have three kids uh two of them are in college and the last born is 11 years old uh he's worked in various finance roles for 18 years and most recently was a cfo at an insertech company that was acquired by a large financial institution so uh, him and his family had this spiritual awakening that he's going to share about because uh, we want to hear that and um uh, the, the great thing is that he has a heart to pour back into his home nation of which you'll hear about. So I, I want to not waste any time because I want to get into this conversation. Simba, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today, sir? Feeling good, Andre. Welcome. Humble. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So take us a little bit. That was the, you know, the little written stuff. But let's yeah. get your, uh, I, I'm, I'm really into Marvel. I grew up, you know, we had the battle of Marvel versus DC, yeah. but I'm really into Marvel because I love the fact that I feel like Stan Lee was really serious about story arc. You know, of course he had a team that worked with him, but I, I love the fact that he was the narrator and he had these little isms that he would put in there that would pull you into whether this teenager that's in Brooklyn, you know, yeah. or Queens or, you know, just different stuff that we, 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 we find the story arc and the origin story of heroes. And I believe that people are modern day heroes. I'm not just talking about superheroes, but people that are just doing things that are meaningful with their lives. So tell us a little of your origin story. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you were saying, my name is Simba. So my full name is actually Simba Rashe. And, um, as a, yeah. And Simba Rashe actually means God's power. Wow. Um, so, you know, and so I, I was originally born in Zimbabwe. And the reason my parents named me that gave me that name was, you know, my mom was, you know, she tried to have kids for 10 years. Um, for 10 years, she couldn't have any kids. So um, she's like a real life Hannah. She's like a real, real life Hannah, for real. And, um, but you know, but I don't think, you know, I think my birth was about the fullness of time. I, I got that from you, Andre, because I love wow. that term, the fullness of time, because I was actually then born, the year I was born was the years in Bobby became independent for the first, you know, independent wow. from the school. So I was born in December 5th, 1980. Um, and so I'm exactly the same age as the, as Zimbabwe, you know, so 
which is kind of crazy. <laughs> little little yeah. fun factoid. Little fun I know. factoid. I know, yeah. I know. So that's not accidental then. And, and it's kind of cool because you also are dispelling the myth because you know the inevitable question you're going to hear about your name that I yes. introduced you is, were you yes. named after what? After, no, be, yeah, I was named before. I was, you know, yes. I was predestined before that Lion King became. Yes, he before. was predestined before the Lion King. All right, yeah. audience, get it out. Yeah. I know some of you have a middle school mind. So you were like, <laughs> he's named after my favorite character. That's my movie. No, yeah. he's predestined yeah. before it. So it's powerful. Uh, so it's it means God, God's power, God's power, God's yeah. power. That's powerful. So that even when people hear that, oh, so people have heard that name globally, and it really is pointing to God's power. Maybe that's interesting. Why yeah. it resonates? Why even in the film it resonates with so many people? Yeah, people the really full, yeah the full name Simba Rashi. So Simba is like how people have done it, but the full name Simba Rashi, yeah, literally means God's power. So like in Sh in the Shana where Shana culture where I'm from, that's 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 like yeah, it's like the fullness of who God is, you know, is in, in that name. So yeah, it's, it's perfect. So so you were born in Zimbabwe, I'd assume. Yeah. yeah, in Zimbabwe, right when it was uh, independent. And tell so tell us a little bit about your upbringing. What kind of things were you into, and in, in basically how you ended up in the field that you're in. So like, what? How did you? What what type of interest you had? Take us a little bit about. Just give us a little bit of young Simba. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my parents, you know, my parents were like, they grew up really poor, but, you know, they somehow found their, their way into like university. They both were in school in England. So education was such a big deal. And this is like, they were, my, my dad made it to England. He was in college in his thirties, right? Because it was, it was tough to get there. He had to get scholarships and it's a whole story. I mean, because, I mean, he was pretty much plucked out of this family where he was, it was almost like the David, you know, everyone's like, oh, this kid's, the, he was the fourth born, but he wasn't the chosen one, but he, he found his way in England. My mom also was there doing nursing and that's where they met. And, and so education was always a big deal to them. Um, and, and so growing up, like, um, you know, being in school and actually even having extra lessons, having someone after school teaching you, like, we're going to drill down this math, we're going to drill down this English was such a big deal in our family, you know, and, 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 and I think in a lot of like African cultures, you know, you, you see like, they, they see an avenue through education as like the way out. It's not about your other skill sets or arts or basketball or sports, it's about school. So that was like, that was what, what, what I was really drilled into. And my parent, my dad was in business. You know, he was actually a politician, but he was a, he was a really good businessman. He actually owned like a couple of businesses. Um, and so what I was always a business. What type of business? He actually owned a newspaper, nice. which, which became a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece talking that, that really published, was the first, he was the first, um, he, he ran the first black owned business. Uh, um, newspaper in Zimbabwe ever. Him and a couple of his buddies, and then it, it was, and then it, it was, a, it was a mouthpiece to talk the truth about what was happening in Zimbabwe. And in, in various times, he got arrested. He was in trouble because you know the government didn't like what he was in, uncovering. Um, so, so that was so. I would, so during the summers, I actually started going to work with my dad, and we didn't really have summers. It was more like we had these breaks between school, like maybe three or four times a year. So. During those breaks, as all my friends oh, were hanging out. You guys would go year round, but just we yeah, have year shorter, round. shorter yeah. breaks. Yeah. So during those breaks, my dad was like coming to work with me. So I remember just being going to work and being, and then somehow I was always in the accounting department. 
in finance. And then I'll always like see like the books, which were these, it wasn't a computer, it was a big ledger, it was this big book yeah. of the numbers and, would, and, and just understanding of how financial statements work. You know, so I, and I, so I started really being into, into looking at numbers and, and into like investing. And so, you know, he had a financial newspaper, which is, which, which is called the Financial Gazette. And at the back of the financial newspaper, there were always like a stock index of the, of the different companies and the prices of their stocks and why they went up and went down. And I was always fascinated about what drives that Why Why, why is it valuable? Why is it more valuable now? Why is it less valuable today? You know, it was, it was so, I don't know. It was so interesting to me. So that's, that's what drunk. You were just drawn to the numbers. Drawn to numbers, yeah. I was just drawn to numbers, and I wasn't even that good at it. I wasn't like the top math guy. Yes. You know, but I just was something inside of me just sleeps whenever I was kind of those around numbers. So especially, you know? when it seems like especially from what I'm hearing you're saying is that uh, it's especially around finance that financial yeah. numbers were really more because when you were asking about value and how is value determined and why does the value keep shifting and what what are the metrics that this is measured by when you said you're looking at the prices of stocks and valuations. Yeah. That was, that was, you were curious about that. Yeah. I was really curious about that and really curious about like wanting to understand that more. So I, so I started taking, you know, in Zimbabwe, you can actually, the way the education system works is that like after you're 16, they, you take your O levels and they have a thing called A levels, which is actually supposed to be almost like the, the subjects you you really want to take when you go to college. So you actually, you you so you so I started. I took accounting, I took math, and I think I took economic. I took economics. So I took like things that I felt like, oh, this is really what I want to do. So they kind of really get you like focused. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's actually seems well. It's interesting because I had a um, uh, when I was in college many moons ago. I yeah. had a, uh, uh, one of my classmates was from Morocco, and she yeah. was telling me the same thing of how. Like her younger brother, they had put him on more of an athletic track. Her, yeah. like she was like, we have to decide our things early on. Like there is no. They were like, you guys waste a lot of time. They said we yeah. have to. Yeah. That's true. We have to pick something early on. So even if we don't, if we, even if we don't want to so-called do it the rest of our life, it's expected that we would pick something. Yeah. Start working on. That's kind of interesting. So, uh, what did you find that uh, your peers? were into the some of the same things? Were you gravitating towards people into the same thing or or was it was what age were you when when you really started to see this uh you know uh affinity towards numbers? Yeah I think when I started taking my first accounting classes, um I think that was probably when I was like 13, 14, 15. I was like, wow, I really kind of like how I like how you solve things, you know, accounting things balance. There's like a everything there's everything there's some there's some like satisfaction to see things being equal. Um, so it's kind of very black and white. And I felt like that. I really like that. Um, and, and accounting is a basis of how you understand com companies. I mean, if, if, if you've heard like Warren Buffett, like his whole thing is like, look at the financial statements, look at the balance sheets. He reads them from the 50s and the 60s. He's yeah. Yeah. And that's really the basis of how you buy things. And, and, and even when you look at the best way to value stocks, right, you're looking at price to earnings earnings is like what you make versus the price right so you're so like that's like the basis of what you, you buy is based on what they actually make right mm -hmm. so it's very grounding to me because it's like you can't lie in stock markets lie right there's all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff happening and you, you you can you can get caught up but like with accounting accounting is like this is the truth at the end of the day here's like what happened and and so i've always 
liked that grounding of truth of what happened. And I think from there on, I really became more interested in like, but then what causes those things to happen, which then becomes business, operations, execution, right? What's your product, right? It kind of, it lends, you, you start like, that's the baseline, but then you start thinking about what's the causes of that. And, and you know, as I've kind of grown, grown, grew in my career, I had to start off with knowing what it is. And, but, you know, I think at the height of my career being a CFO, now I have to be, a, a, a person who can see the trends and and actually be instrumental in, tr- in driving results, favorable results to business, because now I know how things work from the ground up. So that's kind of been like, that was a basis to, to where kind of, it kind so of. Again, so once, so you, you saw it as a way to see the, the honesty of yeah. the matter. So it's yeah. when you looked at a business, you said, you, you, like you said, stocks can lie. Like you said, you know, uh, something can be hyperinflated in value. People, yeah. uh, you know, there's a trend. Some of my, our previous uh, alumni guests on the show have talked about how they, uh, yeah. they didn't like the trend of companies being paraded around in the media based upon how much money they raised versus how yeah. much they had actually earned. He said, okay, yes. these ones have actually earned that. They have yeah. their value. And this yeah. one is just kind of still on a, you know, whimsical, look at how much money they've raised. And yes. they were walking around. He was like, he didn't believe in the idea of a profession of just being a, um, he's like, you have the profession of entrepreneur, but you haven't actually produced anything. Like anything. a lot of that. Exactly, so yeah. The numbers. Exactly. Uh, so then uh, take us a little bit more on your journey. How did you end up becoming uh, to where you're currently at now? Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.